Welcome back to Resident Strangers. I'm Sarah Shallow. I am joined in the studio with Steve Ingram and Rich Holland. So today, or at least when this episode releases, I don't know when you're listening, but we are releasing this episode on October 31st. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's got his vampire teeth on and we are ready to go. Just kidding. Um, you know, this is a, a day known as Halloween um, that has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people, especially in the Christian community. Before we get into it, Sarah, con- what did you know that this is episode 13? <gasps> well, now I'm really scared. <laughs> Just kidding. But I was going to say, we've got some, we've got some things to discuss, to talk about. But there's a lot of candy on Halloween, and I just wanted to know what what's y'all's candy preference? Like if you're if there's a bowl of candy and you're reaching in, what are you looking for? Whether it's Halloween or not, you know, one of those little three musketeers. Because I hardly can eat candy anymore for many reasons, but it's like layers of different type of chocolate. Mm. You're you like chocolate a I, lot, right? I do. I, I'm really not a sweet eater, but I do love chocolate. Okay, so Steve's going for the chocolate, Rich. I'm stumped. I like. You don't like the uh, corn candy, do you? Candy corn? Oh, I like that. Well, I do, but oh, that's no. <laughs> I know that Rich that's and a I controversy. That's a social media controversy yeah, yeah, every yeah, year, yeah. isn't it? it? Almost as much as whether Halloween is demonic as exactly. whether or not candy corn is any good. <laughs> um, I like peanut butter, so Reese's okay. peanut butter cups. Okay. They're pretty fantastic. Clark Bar. What's that? Isn't the Clark Bar? I think you can only get those out east. I don't know. Yeah, they're not big anymore, but I know mm. what you're talking yeah. about. Zagnut, maybe? I don't know. What is this candy that you're saying? I don't even Looks know. like I need to buy you some candy. <laughs> I guess so. He well, likes candy corn, so don't <laughs> don't get too excited. Yeah. My opinion is worthless. Well, oh, I was going to say, similar to Steve, I'm not usually a sweets person. Not that I don't like snacks, but I'm just not usually a sweets person. But I like sour candy a lot, like Sour Patch Kids or... Oh, I those, love sour candy. Or like yeah. the Sour Punch Straws. Ugh, oh, totally. Those are so good. Anyways, okay. We, we didn't talk come, about candy the I was going to say, we didn't necessarily come here to talk about candy, but um, as I mentioned, it's October 31st. It's Halloween. This is something that probably for many, many years has been debated and talked about amongst Christians. I know growing up, I was not allowed to observe or celebrate Halloween. You know, we were the, we turned all the lights off and mm-hmm. didn't Acted even have like candy you for the home, huh? we did. Um I anyway, so it's something that's just totally it's like depending on who you talk to there might be a different opinion. So you think yeah. Christians differ in their opinions on Halloween and like to debate it? Yes, <laughs> uh, especially on social media. You know, it's yeah. always terrible. I'll see just a a picture of a little girl dressed up as a princess, and then someone's going. So, anyway, well, I, I, I hate then that we're gonna we're gonna settle it today. That's right. We are. And there will be no more. No we'll more find debate. something else we to are. debate about. <laughs> so we just, in all seriousness, I know we've been joking, talking about candy. In all seriousness, we do want to talk about this. You know, because our tagline is. Christian thinking right. in a foreign world. How do we think through how, something like so this? So how should Christians think about Halloween? Let's talk about yeah, it. So I think there's a few points we can talk about. Let me start with, this is not one of my main points, but I, I sort of want to start with this because it's it's something in my personality, right? So I, I'm, I'm just going to be honest and upfront right now and, and try to lay myself bare before you right now with, when it comes to Halloween. I 
don't like Halloween. I, I really don't, I don't know how else to say it. I want to say it like strongly, but in a way that's friendly to our podcast audience. Um, I really don't like Halloween, but I have to recognize this is now I'm trying to gather myself here. I have to recognize that that is a preference that I have. And I have to remember constantly that I should not try to over theologize. Is that a word? I should not try to over theologize my preferences and turn my preferences into rules and regulations for people. That's, I think that's the most important thing to start with, at least for me. I don't know if over theologize is a word, but it is a practice (laughs) that I've seen many Christians do. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's funny. We do turn the lights off. On Halloween, okay. we hide. We actually, this is a tip. My wife said I should say this. Uh, if <laughs> if you like to go out to eat, go out to eat on Halloween because the restaurants are empty. All right. You've heard it so here, there folks. You go. <laughs> um, so, so with all that said, what there? I think there are some obvious things we could talk about that should govern the way Christians think about Halloween. Let me just start with this point, Steve, and then maybe get your thoughts. Obviously, Christians should avoid things like witchcraft and demonology and things that resemble witchcraft and demonology, because those things aren't compatible with Christianity. They're, they're not compatible at all. Not yeah, I would anything. say not even avoid, just be completely against it. Right, right? oppose yeah. in every yeah. way. Absolutely. Um, and then another one is, uh, similarly, we should avoid using Halloween as an excuse for conduct that otherwise would be inappropriate. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Uh, so almost like Mardi Gras. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, so it could cover a couple different things. Sometimes Halloween, there can be a lot of like pranking right. stuff that goes on. Costume choice could be another thing. Costume choice. Um, causing or, damage or, to, or to, potentially being involved in something that has uh, to do with yeah. witchcraft or whatever causing damage to people's property. When I was a kid, there was a, we did a thing the night before Halloween. Did do y'all do that? I thought you said Arizona? you didn't like Halloween. I don't. Oh, as an adult, I oh, participated at all. Interesting. I don't know where you're going. Does, <laughs> does, does TP me? Yeah. Did you, do you have mischief Weeble night? House included oh, mischief that? night. Yeah. Do you have that where you're from? Mischief night? No. Well, like I said, I didn't participate. In oh, anything. that's right. You did. Did you? I mischief? participated, but I didn't remember. You didn't do mischief, mischief night. No. Yeah, we did. I. I didn't. I don't know that I actually caused any permanent damage to anybody's property, but that would be an example of things we should avoid uh, using Halloween as an excuse to do things that otherwise we shouldn't do. Uh, and then another one would be um, there's. Uh, I learned this from. Uh, a guy that I used to go to church with in North Carolina. And I've heard other people talk about this too. There's a principle uh, that as Christ followers, we should be different than the culture around us. Different enough that it causes people to wonder why we're different and, and to leverage these cultural practices as opportunities to tell people about Jesus. So um, there was a, there's a guy I know that, he said it like this, uh, when Halloween comes around, he says, this is the only time all year that your lost neighbors are going to come to your house 
Yeah, they're going to knock <laughs> yeah, on the they're door. They're going to come to your door. And, and, and they're not mad. And they're not mad. <laughs> they're not mad. <laughs> right. And so he's like, if you love Jesus, you should use this as an opportunity to talk to your neighbor. So he would actually go set up a table at the bottom of his driveway and have coffee for the grownups yeah. and hot chocolate for the kids. And he would use it as an opportunity to tell people about Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's kind of where I stand on it. In fact, if, if theologically, uh, Rich kind of hit the point. If it's a, if in your heart, this is about worshiping Satan or anything occultic, then you ought not do that. Um, but I don't think in our culture, that's what it is. And I've heard debates on both sides. Did it come from a Christian beginnings or a secular occultic beginnings? And the real reality is I don't care enough to have actually gone and really researched it because to me in our culture, I know what it is. And for most in our culture, it it's one of those things where the kids are having a fun time. It, it's a time to meet your neighbors. I think it's a wonderful time to, to leverage things for the gospel. I mean, we've done that here at Desert Springs. We both have had, uh, we call them fall festivals. Uh, we've also have encouraged people to be at home. And I remember one year we set up games in our, in our driveway and for years people came back and say hey where's the games yeah. and sadly i was at the fall festival so we, <laughs> we probably messed our opportunity but uh so i in in our culture i don't think it really has those overtones and so i think it's a great way to meet neighbors i think it's a great way to uh, to engage uh, your community. But from a spiritual standpoint, a theological, I, to me, it kind of goes back to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. So Paul was dealing with, and it was a bit of a big issue then. Uh, he, he's talking to Corinth, just had the opportunity to be in Corinth. So this is actually so fresh to me. It's like, oh, I, I get this. Very secular city. Many of them now are coming to faith in Christ. And of course, there's there's just all kinds of uh, idols and temples, and the those places would basically have restaurants tied to them and would take the meat and or you could buy it from there or uh, and, and so the question is, was it okay to eat meat that had been offered to an idol? And you know, Paul's argument in first Corinthians eight is, well, first of all, we know that there really aren't, you know, idols are they just stone, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so all things. So, so if you understand that there, there's freedom in Christ, but on the other side, if you maybe came from that background and you ate that as part of your worship of the idol and it would right. violate your conscience, then you ought not to eat. So you're talking personal conviction. It, it, it's a, it seems to be what Paul is saying. This is a place of personal liberty in Christ, that we are to do the things in our heart that we feel honor and glorify him. So for me to try to live on mission on Halloween uh, is consistent, I hope, with every other day of my life. And I'm not perfect at it. But here's a day, as Rich has already mentioned, I've got all my neighbors who I'm trying to, to meet during the year who are actually coming to my house. And so, A, we try to have the best candy on the block. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
we've, uh, like I said, we've had uh, food. We've done games. I want to be able to to try to make relationship with people uh, to be able to ultimately be able to build relationship with them and hopefully someday maybe be able to share the gospel, be able to minister to them. And I have absolutely no problem with that. And if in that, some of the neighborhood kids come dress like I wouldn't probably let my kids dress. Well, I don't think that's on me. I think that's on them. So I'm just going to love them. And people dress inappropriately on days other than Halloween. Well, anyway. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And so for me, I think it's a thing of Christian liberty and that, um, but if in your heart, there's a sensitivity to the things of the occult and it, and, and it, creates something in your soul then you would be best to then stay away from that that's that's the role of the holy spirit in each christian's life and then paul's point is we ought not to be judging one another which is where i think all this debate comes from because i don't feel the liberty to do that you shouldn't have the liberty to do that and no no there's there's liberty here it's not expressly forbidden in scripture we each have the holy spirit and we can trust him as we're walking with him to give us the wisdom to know how to do this you know we're to be known by love and not by our critical spirit and that sadly though i think is what sometimes the world objects to in christianity that we are we can get so condemning and we can get so rigid on certain things and there's no grace even towards other believers in these matters that i think are a matter of of the holy spirit and conscience and freedom Um, and i think what we demonstrate better is when we demonstrate the freedom that we have in christ and if he's put a prohibition in our spirit then we listen to that but we don't apply that to others. And if somebody has prohibitation, you know, Paul's point is I'll never eat meat again if it's going to cause my brother yeah, to stumble. That's right. right? So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to push at him. I'm just, I'm going to love him. You know, love is the thing that covers a multitude of sins. One of the problems I think that, that makes Halloween a complicated issue is that there are so many things in our culture and really not just about Halloween. There are so many things in our culture that pop up everywhere that are terrible, that are awful, terrible things. And things where people are overtly mocking God or mocking Jesus. You've seen things like this pop up in society. Uh, and it, but it's not just Halloween, it's all over the place. And yes, it's true that during Halloween celebrations, we may find some of that where people are deliberately taking advantage of the holiday to do things that mock God, that are profane, that are disgusting and evil and despicable and wicked. And of course, whether it's Halloween or some other day, you know, we ought to avoid, (laughs) avoid that sort of thing. We should not participate or even have the appearance of condoning these things that mock God. But you're right, Steve. I mean, I think you, as, especially if we're talking about it in the context of how do we, get along with each other as 
fellow church members, as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, to the passage that you mentioned was one, but the, the a similar passage is, is Romans 14, right? Uh, verse 5, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. He who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. And so, Obviously, there are, you know, what we're, we're not saying here that you can use your, your Christian liberty to engage in evil. You should not do that. But having said that, uh, it is a matter of each person doing their best to live uh, in a way that honors Christ. And if we come to different decisions about things that ultimately don't matter, then we should be gracious towards each other. I know, uh, so I identified myself as somebody who doesn't like Halloween. And I know the stereotype, at least in my circles, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but in, my, in the circles that I run in, the stereotype is that it's people like me who beat people up, who, se- who celebrate Halloween, right? It's like I would come just go to somebody and say, don't you know, there's demonic things, you shouldn't be celebrating Halloween. And so if you're out there like me and you don't like Halloween, don't do that. Don't don't say that to people. Yeah. Uh, just let people do what they're going to do. And likewise, the, the reverse is true. Right. I actually had somebody uh, several years ago uh, after having expressed my distaste for Halloween and saying that my fam- we don't do any of that stuff. We don't celebrate the response I got. And this was from a Christian response I got was basically like I was abusing my children because I would not <laughs> oh let goodness. them celebrate Halloween. <laughs> Well, here, here was... Well, and you made them eat candy corn, so right. maybe that was abuse there. Well, I was going to say, I mean, my advice as the just regular person here, not the theologian... We're all regular people, Sarah. Is, is especially when, when stuff comes around like this that's just super controversial, get offline. Just, there will be these moments or things that go viral. Oh, do you and, mean social media? Is that what you mean? Well, I mean, just take a break from the internet for the day and look around you. Your neighbors are coming outside. See how you can love them, but also don't obsess over these things or these moments that go viral. Something may have happened in Florida. I don't know, somewhere. And we get in these comment battles and we obsess and then we're just missing what's going on around us. You guys get what I'm saying? Like, it's just, just take a moment, get back to reality. If you have the conviction to not participate, like Rich is saying, then don't do it. But I think we talked about that back in the first session of why even wanted to do this. Yeah. It's, we've got to learn to take steps back and think, how would Jesus act and react here? Mm -hmm. How, how am I supposed to do this? Because my own inclination is, is to react. I have opinions. And of course, my opinions are correct. And so, (laughs) unless they contradict mine. (laughs) And I feel like I'm a pretty good arguer for my position. So, if I can step in, I can straighten everybody out. And of course, that's not true. It just doesn't work that way. And it just escalates. And I don't, you know, again, you look at Jesus' life, uh, and that's not really how he did that very often. Uh, maybe a little bit with the church folk, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> the Pharisees, but, right. but out in the end, he, he took a, usually a different task. So for me, this is really about the heart. And what I always try to remind people is we know as Christians that we have this whole country around us, most of the world that celebrates Christmas. And 
yet we realize they're not all celebrating Christ. And so if there are some that take Halloween and use it as a celebration of the occult, that's on them. But that's not what we're doing, and that's not what the great majority of the people are doing. And so it's about the heart attitude. And so obviously we don't want to glorify, we don't want to dabble in, we don't want to get close to anything that has to do with Satan and the occult. And we'll, I'm sure, jump into that someday. Uh, Scripture's clear. You stay as far away from that as you can. And so for even my kids, then that probably, I mean, they're not probably going to go as a witch or something like that. They're, I mean, back in the day, it was, you know, the Ninja Turtles or whatever that they would go, you know, whatever was the hot thing of the day. Uh, I dressed up as Spider-Man. a, I dressed up as a slea stack one time. Does did that, you? you know what that is from the land so of you, the lost? So you did this as a kid, <laughs> but you won't let your own but kids I, right. do it. Uh, yeah, but I invite you, to, I invite you to ask my children what they think about Halloween and let them tell you. Okay. <laughs> But it, it's really about our heart and, and that I think that our, our heart needs to be focused on, Lord, what would you have me to do? And is this something that I can leverage f- for the good of the gospel? And then, and if there is, I say, man, try to figure out a way to take advantage of that. Yeah. And even a way, I know we're running out of time, but even a way to do that, Rich, and you could ex- expand, but even if you're like Rich and you're, and you there's a way with grace that you could communicate to someone and still even have a gospel conversation of just explaining in a loving and graceful way. Hey, here's why I, I don't want to celebrate yeah, it. I, you know, it, something just occurred to me. I'll confess up front. I've never done this, but <laughs> what I could do is as, as my family is sitting in the empty restaurant on Halloween, <laughs> eating our meal, we could turn to the table next to us and say, you don't like Halloween either. <laughs> There you go. We can strike up a conversation about Jesus. Leverage it for the gospel. I love it. Absolutely. Well, this has been a fun conversation. It was a little bit lighter, but, you know, we couldn't help, like Rich said, episode Episode 13. 13. But also, (laughs) (laughs) but also being released on October 31st, we just wanted to talk through this. So let us know if you liked this, us just kind of touching on, on things that are happening in culture. But we'll be back again next week, and we look forward to talking with you. Thanks for listening to Resident Strangers, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. Resident Strangers is hosted by Steve Ingram, Rich Holland, and me, Sarah Shallow. Our show is produced by Brandon and Brittany Petrie, and again, me, Sarah Shallow. If you like our podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, leave a review, and visit dscchurch.com for more information.